Established in 2020, the Author's Porch is a space for authors to share their literary works of art. Founded by C.J. Ives Lopez, the Author's Porch puts authors first and becomes a premier destination for all at every level in their careers. When you join the Author's Porch, we want you to think of us as a beacon of light, bringing you home to a porch where your family is waiting to usher you into your greatness. From live cast to podcast, blog posts, and most recently, the magazine, the Author's Porch brings promotional services and advice to authors to get their writing published. Whatever the issue, the Author's Porch connects writers with the service desire to create their dreams into reality. Hey everybody, welcome to the Author's Porch where every good conversation happens and it happens because we trusted Brendan and Vomsey and Master Talk who showed us the power of effective communication. We also make sure that we have a great cup of coffee from Third Day Coffee Seguin before we start talking so that we are laser focused, something that we were not laser focused just a few minutes ago, but we are now. We're gonna refill our cup of coffee. Today on the show, we have E.H. Lyon. How are you doing, E.H.? Hi, thanks for having me here. <laughs> thanks for being here. And thank you for going through the little um, faux pas that I had earlier. <laughs> I saw the word live and I was like, no, this is supposed to be, but it's record only. <laughs> so we're good. So guys, I've had the pleasure of getting to know EH through some blog posts and a few emails back and forth, even though we are worlds apart on different continents. But I want to let you guys know a little bit about EH. So I'm going to read you a little bit, then we're going to get into this fantastic conversation. So E has a thing for witty, has a thing, good thing we're recording. <laughs> he has a thing for writing witty women, swoony men, and steamy scenes that bring them together. An American from the Midwest, she lives in Europe with her small pack of humans. She types away at her laptop with music on repeat, a donut in one hand, a whiskey or coffee in the other, and the occasional glance at her yoga mat that she should probably use again. I won't fault you. I'm not using mine. <laughs> <laughs> she loves finding a new book boyfriend, hearing from other authors, and connecting with people who read her books. <laughs> so, you know what? I was, I just have to tell you this because I didn't even know book boyfriend was a thing until I was. Oh, really? <laughs> I was scrolling through TikTok the other day, and there's an author on there, and I don't remember her name. But, like, she she has this thing she was like book boyfriend and oh my goodness i got stuck on her page and i could oh yeah <laughs> i literally was scrolling through and i was like because they look all rugged and no big deal and then they're like boom and i'm like oh <laughs> no it's, it's it's a really big thing on instagram as well and i think it's just more romance readers are voracious readers so they literally i think read hundreds and hundreds of romance books a year <laughs> But, you know, it's it's okay. They're fictions. So you can have as many boyfriends as you want if they're in a book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I think my first romance novels were Nora Roberts. And yeah. that was my introduction into the genre probably in my late 20s, early 30s yeah. when I went through 
um, when I went through my divorce. Uh, I'm married now. Thank God I found a good one. But um, that was when I got introduced to the romance genre, but I never even wrote any. I, I've done two contemporary sweet romances. Yeah. But I'm like, good night. No, yeah, and I think the romance world is totally, it's completely changed. I mean, when I was younger, I would re read Daniel Steele, and, and that was what the romance genre was. But um, to be honest, I actually didn't really read a romance book until about three years ago. And it was just by chance that I was at home with a baby that never slept, and I had to hold the baby in order for the baby to sleep. So what am I going to do? So I started just exploring what's, what is there to read and all these romance books just kept coming up and it's a completely different I think genre than it was 20 years ago because it's now on the cover there's always a guy and yeah. the whole premise is about the hero and how is he going to fall in love and how are they going to get there happily ever after and I, I, I don't read sweet romance so I do read the more steamy stuff so yeah uh, that's a big driver in the romance world as well. It's huge. Me, myself, I, I love to read the romantic comedies. I yeah. love a good laugh. Like, if I can laugh, I'm yeah. hooked. Then did you always know that you were going to write romance? Absolutely not. Never. No. Um, I've always been a writer in some way. I used to write articles on just general things in life. And um, when I was at university, I also, which was many years ago. <laughs> um, I also wrote for like the student paper. I did I did have a dating column. Maybe that was my first sign that maybe yeah. one day I write romance. But yeah, like I said, I didn't even read start reading romance really until three years ago. So it was never on my radar. And then literally just by chance it just a story came into my head and I figured, oh why not? And I and I wrote it. So wow. and that's kind of how that began. And but, I think, yeah. So what was your chosen profession before? I mean, you said you've always been a writer of some sort. So were yeah, you more? Yeah, but more, more not as my main profession. Um, okay. I've, I've always had a, a blog or writing articles for various mm -hmm. uh, online publications. Um, in my normal life, I work part-time in a corporate job. Okay. Um, so very opposite to, to my romance yeah. books. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's funny because I find that a lot, and especially the romance writers, a lot of romance writers have more of kind of like the square grid jobs and lives, but yet like a secret because it's nothing to hide. Yeah, I mean, but I think it seems like it's an outlet. I think some of the biggest romance authors are actually former lawyers or, or attorneys and I think yes. they even still practice and that's why you know everybody I'm mean, not everybody but I would say a good 85 percent of all romance writers are using pen names because yeah of whatever their day job was or is or yeah so let me ask you when you were a little girl growing up what did you want to be what did you dream of being I think well for for the first uh I would say part of my my childhood I really wanted to be a weather girl actually which is the complete opposite to anything <laughs> I I grew up in the Midwest so we would have really um, powerful storms in, in the spring and summer and 
tornadoes and everything. So I was always fascinated by weather. I think one summer I even went to like a weather girl camp during the summer. I was really into it, but I'm, I'm not a science person. I'm not a math person. So that, that was not my calling. Um, yeah. But I, I always had a, a connection to writing. So that was always on my radar. I just never envisioned that it could be something quite possible because I kind of maybe came, I came when I was in high school and even at university, social media was only just starting or something. I, so yeah. it was, if you were going to be a writer, it was the traditional forms of journalism and magazines and newspapers and, yeah. and news reporters. So um, that was a very narrow field. So I just didn't really think that was something for me. Um, and I think it's again, in the last three years when I discovered the whole self-publishing world and I realized, oh, it's actually, you can do it quite easily. So why not? Yeah. So yeah. tell us, tell us a little bit about your books. Yeah. So I, um, I started with, well, I originally wrote one book um, and I realized through figuring out how to do the whole self-publishing thing that series are what sells. Everyone writes in series and romance. I mean, there is a few authors who do only standalones, but if you look at it from a business perspective, you have to write in series. Um, so then I'm like, okay, I guess I have to make a series. So I ended up writing five books in less than six months. And wow. I um, sent all my books to an editor and then we then I published them. I self-published, and um, then I just kept writing and writing. And so, within the span of a year and a half, I wrote ten books, um, which is not normal for many people. And I don't think I'll ever have that stamina again. But <laughs> we were in a lockdown. The first two months of uh, our lockdown, we didn't have internet because we just moved house. Oh so I had you know, nothing else to do except look at my Word document and keep writing. And that's kind of how it happened. And um, I tend to write romance that's a bit more feel good, a bit more, has a bit more banter to it. There's not so much angst in it. It's not dark. It's not um, taboo or anything like that. It's more like if you read my books, you're going to be smiling by the end. Um, and that's, that's kind of how the direction I kind of went into. I guess you could say. Yeah. And then I decided also I really like the whole, um, I, I enjoy writing small town romance. I think um, I've lived outside of the US now more than half of my life, but I still miss it tremendously. My family is all in the US. I go back when there's no COVID, I go back you know, every year. So it's kind of like to fill the homesick void, I write okay. small town romance to kind of, to kind of feel that connection to what I remember and when I visit and you know if I'd ever stayed in the U.S. what my maybe my life would be with this fictitious book boyfriend in this small town <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah you know I think every woman loves a small town man as well like that idea of a small town yeah. man that just it pops over to fix your porch or fix your door yeah. fix your yeah, it's funny porch. You know? Because I, I, I didn't grow up in a small town, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I also, um, 
what I also found fascinating as I got into the whole romance world is all the tropes. Tropes are are, are what drive romance. The, the the stereotypical stories based around you know falling for your brother's best friend or accidentally oh. getting pregnant or all these things. And um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just I find it's it's just such a fun world to be in. I guess. <laughs> It, it is very fun. Very, very fun. And there is so much to write about in the romance world because yeah. our entire existence almost revolves around love. It's the one thing, yeah. you know, hope, faith, and love is what keeps yeah. us going. So you have a pack of humans, you are married, you have a corporate job, yeah. and you write like a mad woman. So yeah. tell us how, what is a day in your life like in order to get some writing done? Cause I have it's, no idea how you're doing it. So it's been really, I mean, I think we all can say that the last almost two years now, since I guess this whole pandemic started, um, we're never going to have these years like in this pattern ever again. So I think the last two years, it's been a constantly changing schedule, constantly changing rhythm We've been in and out of lockdown, I think, three times in the last year yeah. where there was no daycare, no school, nothing. Um, working from home, I'm still working from home, actually. Um, so it's always been a changing schedule. And I kind of had to follow the cues of my toddler. So at the beginning, luckily, toddler slept at seven and then didn't wake, you know, until later in the middle of the night. So that gave me a solid four hours where I could write at night. Um, now it's not that way. Now it's, if I wanna write, I need to get up at the crack of dawn and do it before work and, or do it between work and picking up the child from daycare. Um, I, I also have a schedule with my husband. Some nights are his nights, some nights are my nights. Yeah. And uh, just find a way of doing that. And I, I plan now, I mean, in order to write those 10 books in a year and a half, that was really unusual. And I decided now I'm not gonna put that pressure on myself. So now instead of doing three to five weeks per book for writing, I do more like I give myself two months for, for the book, just in case, you know, something goes wrong or. <laughs> We're having such a great time, but I need to take just a moment for a quick coffee break and um, wet my whistle like my grandma used to say. We'll be right back and have just as much fun as we were just having. Do you want to become an exceptional communicator? Watch our YouTube channel Master Talk for free public speaking tips to get started today. Go change the world. This is Jose Roberto Alanis Jr., owner of Third Day Coffee Seguin. We are a Christ-centered veteran-owned coffee company that roasts the best coffee this side of heaven. Now, do you think that, now you just mentioned, I was going to ask you if you think that you would ever write another genre. Mm -hmm. So did this story present itself to you or is it something you chose? Mm, no, it presented, uh, I, no, I, I chose it. Um, I originally started writing it before I first got pregnant. And then uh, after I had my baby, I, writing had to go to the back door i just didn't have time for it at all and then when the pandemic hit the last thing i really wanted to write about was anything world war ii related it's a heavy topic it's yeah. 
I, I needed something a bit fluffier and uh, a bit more feel good uh, to help me during the pandemic. And that's that's how I ended up with romance. Um, okay. So. Do you, are you a plotter or a panster? I'm definitely not a plotter at all. <laughs> I go into a story knowing roughly what I know for sure what the trope is. I know how the characters interlink between the, the series and, and the books. I know how the ending will be, um, but I don't really know. I, I, I don't understand the people who have like 20 pages of plotting. I cannot do that. I can't either. I, I don't know the <laughs> ending. I literally don't know anything past the first moment that the character comes to me and starts telling me parts of their story until it keeps going. Yeah. I have I have half written books. I have three or four sentences. I have almost to the end and then it just yeah. stops. I have all kinds of stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, you're killing me. I'm like, yeah. I almost had this one done. So yeah, I'm totally a panster as well. I love people that can plot because some of them can write faster, but I just, I don't, I'm no. not. I'm organized everywhere else in my life, just not in writing. And, and I think I've gotten better in the sense that um, now I write in order. Before I, I literally could write chapter one and then chapter 18 and then the ending and then go back and write you know, somewhere <laughs> in the middle. Because the middle part's always the part that gets you, uh, um, gets you, I just gets me, but. Um, now I, I write in order, I have to say. I don't know necessarily what's going to happen. I have an idea in my head, yeah. but I don't have like notes that I follow. I just write per chapter and see how it ends. Now, does your family know of the books that you write? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't keep it a, a big secret. I mean, not my whole, whole family, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, and I and I don't think, to be honest, um, yeah, they don't really bat their lashes at it. It's like, oh, okay, have fun. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think they're gonna read it. So, um, yeah, I get I get that with some romance authors, only because um, there sometimes there's a disconnect. Um, I had one author that I spoke with, and her family doesn't talk to her anymore only because oh, of the really? difference. Yeah. And then I had some authors that their family, she, she was actually embarrassed because her family was reading it, but they were like her biggest champions. Yeah. Like her father was like, sign the book. I love it. You're going to be famous one day. And she was like, Dad, please don't read my book. He's like, it was great. She, she was yeah. like, she didn't expect her family to be that excited. Which I, but I have to say, I mean, I really, um, I think my mother knows and my brother and obviously yeah. my husband, but nobody else really knows. Um, and they only like my husband knew from day one, but my mother yeah. and my brother, they didn't find out until I think a few months in when I was publishing. So when I published my first few books, it's, it was actually kind of nice to see that people who I had no idea who they were, were buying my books because then I'm like, okay, then I know it's not like my entire family buying my books. It's yeah. people I don't know. So that's yeah. kind of nice. You're like, then I know it's good, right? <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's like your family, you feel like they have to, um, yeah. but when people you don't know are buying it, it's like, hey, I'm good here. Yeah, and I, and I don't think, to be honest, I don't think even since they, they did find out, I don't think they buy my books. So. <laughs> oh yeah. I think, I think if I was writing sweet romance, then it would be okay. But since I, my, my books are kind of, are pretty steamy, there's, but there's 
at least three scenes in the book. So I wouldn't really want them to read it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I write children. I've written a plethora of genres and um, don't worry. Cause I don't, my husband hasn't read any of them. So I mean, yeah. Yeah, my family hasn't read any of them, and that's okay. I just go, you know, it's not your cup of tea. They're not readers. Like, that's not no, – it was yeah. always my thing growing up. Like, I would sit with books. Me and my daughter <coughs> could sit and read for hours, and everyone's like, you two are so weird. And I'm like, yeah. we're not weird. We just like to read. And my daughter's a reader, and she doesn't read my books. So, I mean, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> and I so, think also what I notice yeah. is a huge difference is um, my husband, for example, he can only read paperbacks. But mm. the world we're in now is so ebook driven. Yep. And it's, I mean, my books are also in paperback, but um, yeah, it's an ebook driven world. And, and for some people, that's just not their cup of tea. So, absolutely. I'm, I'm an ebook person. I'll only grab a paperback um, if there's a very specific reason why I want the paperback, only because I love to have a bunch of books at one time. And I'm like, yeah. where, where am I going to put them? Like, I'm 44 years old. The kids are out of the house. I've rearranged their rooms. I'm just full over here. I don't need another book. I have no space for books. <laughs> yeah, there's just nowhere to put them. Yeah. What has yeah. been the hardest part of your journey, do you think? So I decided to um, publish wide. From day one, I published wide, which means I'm not in Kindle Unlimited. Um Many people say that the romance genres dominated in Kindle Unlimited. Um, I just felt that I wanted to be able to be on every retailer, every library. I didn't want any restrictions. So I knew going into it that it would be a mountain to climb um, mm -hmm. because you're missing a whole bunch of readers who are in Kindle Unlimited. Um, and it is a mountain to climb because you have so much administration when you're monitoring six different retailers and and so forth and um but it's it's definitely a slow climb but i've already i'm so happy that i did it i'm happy that i'm wide and i'm happy that i have readers on apple i have readers on kobo i have people in libraries who can get my books and i'm um, happy about that so yeah That's but i good. do i have to say if, if you're starting out and you start wide, just have the expectations right and um, but and don't give up and know that it's a slow climb, but it's definitely worth it. So yeah, it's not for yeah. the faint at heart. No, definitely not. It's a lot of work. It's um, a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think a lot of indie authors forget the the simple fact that this is a business yeah you want to write but if you want to be an indie author you are an author and a business entrepreneur yeah yeah and you have to do both in order to succeed you have yeah to and, and i go. and i heard once from somebody and i don't know who it was or where i read it but the moment that you write the end on your manuscript and then you send it to your editor, it's now a business. And yeah. that I learned very quickly. And I think I, I underestimated before I started publishing how much this is a 50-50. Yeah. I think actually my husband even says to me all the time, he's like, you don't even write most of the time. Most of the time you're doing all this other stuff in order to publish. 
and it's true and i underestimated how much chunk of like the marketing part that's just it's a headache and it but you got to do it it's part of the business it's um but i underestimated how big of a chunk that is yeah <laughs> it's a lot um it, it it'll pay off you know i just watched um Sedona Ash, I had her on a couple of episodes ago, and she just hit six figures, and she's been six months in. Yeah, wow. Less than a year since six figures, and she's got five or six books, but she did the work. Yeah. And and the thing is, it does pay off, and she she's absolutely loving every minute of it. She's got the best disposition. Um, she knew what she was getting into when she went in. And I think for those who want to just write and that's all they want to do, yeah. um, indie publishing probably isn't the platform for you. Um, yeah. People like me who I'm, I don't want, I love to have control of my own stuff and other folks like yourself who is willing to put the work in, indie yeah. publishing is definitely for you. Yeah. Um, you just have, I have to know. To say, I, I did go into publishing. Um, I didn't know what my... I just thought, okay, let's just see what happens. It's fun. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> yeah. um, but I got really lucky, knock on wood, and maybe it's a once once in a life thing, but I met all my sale targets way ahead of schedule. I, I And then I realized by book three, oh, wait a second, maybe I actually could really make this more than a hobby. And that's when I started to get kind of serious about it, really rethink about what are my covers going to be like for my series? How am I going to do this marketing plan or this marketing schedule? And um, I, I just did a complete shift in, in the mind. Yeah. So. Yeah. I um, I call myself an accidental entrepreneur because, exactly. Exactly. It, because I literally just wanted to write books for, for my own mental health. I enjoyed what I was doing. Yeah. It was a great release. And then everything just started going from there. And I just enjoyed doing what I was doing. And I found that there's not an, a place for indie authors sometimes to promote their stuff unless they're willing to pay, 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 pay. So why I created yeah. the author's porch in order to try to, give back and it also helped gave me a platform to learn yeah. from other people that were in the business as well. So I think the accidental entrepreneur is a big thing. <laughs> no, that's definitely, it's definitely. And I think it's, it's, it is true that traditional publishing does dominate certain parts of the, the, the publishing world. Um, but I have to say, and what kind of also drove me to go wide was that uh, Apple, Barnes and Nobles, Kobo, they, they all actually want to promote indie authors and they have uh, certain promos you can sign up for. Or So I, um, I do think that there's definitely a place for, for indie authors. So. Yeah, the, the world's turning over on itself and that's a good thing. Yeah. So if yeah. you had any advice that you would give to the next in the author who's about to publish or thinking of writing their next book, what would that advice be? So if they're writing, I would say, just go ahead and write it and publish it. You know, you don't, it's like, I also read somewhere and I also thought it was a good piece of advice. You wouldn't have an empty house just sitting for sale for years. So don't have that manuscript sitting on your laptop for years when it could be out there and maybe 
you make thousands on it, maybe you only make a few dollars on it, but at least it's out there and it's not just sitting on your computer for years and years and years. And um, it's so easy now to publish a book if you, I mean, fairly, you have to put in the work, but it's a lot easier now to publish a book than it was 15 years ago as a self-published author. And I think anybody who writes should just go ahead and do it. And uh, you know, going into it that there, not everybody will be your reader. Some people will love your books. Some people won't love your books. That's like that for every single author and that's okay. Um, so yeah, I definitely think just go for it. And if you're just about to publish, then I think just, um, it's definitely not a sprint. It's, it's a slow marathon. <laughs> so just take it one day at a time. Know you're gonna make mistakes. You'll learn from those mistakes. You'll get better from those mistakes. And then also focus on already writing the next book because nothing sells the first book like the second book and so forth. So true. Yeah. So true. What projects do you have coming up? So I actually have a release tomorrow. Um, <laughs> I, I just didn't even realize that when I booked this. <laughs> I, I just realized now when I look at my schedule. Um, yeah, I'm actually releasing the last book in my Mr. Boss series, The Real nice. Deal. It's, it's a marriage of convenience uh, romance. Uh yeah nice. so that's fun and um then i already have for next year my next release is in january and that's another i'm going back to small town midwest and uh it's about brothers and uh and their farm and the first book of that series is out in january and then the next year i instead of releasing 10 books i i will only release four or five books <laughs> Wow, even four or five is massive. <laughs> yeah, but then I, I honestly, I see some of these romance authors and some of them release a book a month. And I'm yeah. like, wow. Or they've released, you know, they have a back back catalog of 56 books. I'm like, what? Um, but it's true. I went in with this year thinking, okay, I'm going to try and release as many books as I, I can knowing that it's my back catalog that's going to be my income driver because yeah. new releases are great but it's it's the back catalog that really sells so <laughs> well where can people find that massive back catalog that you're already starting up there <laughs> yeah they can find it at any retailer any retailer any library also scribes uh anything with overdrive so um that's do you have a, a website? I do, just authorehline.com. I'm also on Instagram, authorehline, bookbub. Again, ehline. I, I, I kept it simple. I didn't change my name anywhere. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Makes it easy. Some people get creative on all kinds of different things. No. And like, oh, I can't. I'm only going to follow you here. And then you miss all demographics. I, I'm on Facebook, but I don't do anything with Facebook. I um. I'm not really, I'm not really attuned with Facebook. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> That's understandable. Yeah. Well, I've had a great time. I want to hand it over to you for any last words um, about your books, about yourself or anything that you want to. Uh, thank you get so much there. for having me. I think it's such a great platform. I think it's so important that um, authors have a place where they can get advice and to hear from everyone. Every author has a different experience 
no matter the genre, even within the genre, I can guarantee you the five romance authors that I would speak to, we each had a completely different journey. Um, and that's the great thing about publishing. So I think it's good when you can share stories about it. And um, yeah, I, I hope if anybody is looking for a steamy but feel-good romance that they check me out. And um, if you sign up to my newsletter, you can get a free novella. Um, I always have a book free on every platform just so you can get a taste of what my writing style is like. And um, that, that's me in a nutshell, basically. Do you have a freebie so they can get hooked? That's smart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take that one and listen, folks. Sometimes you have to bring people in. I hear a lot of authors say, well, I don't want to give anything away for free. Listen, you have to hook them. You have to get something for them to, no. to come in. Invite them in with a piece of pie and then give them some coffee, you know? And and I see it. I see it. If I do, like, um, I had a first book in series free, and then I saw sell through for the rest of the series. And then I saw my pre-orders increase for the next series. And um, it's a magical, magical tool. But you can only do that if you're wide. Because if you're in Kindle Unlimited, you can't have a permanent freebie. So it's true. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. My um, your late evening, my early yeah. evening time, because we're on different continents. I've had a great time getting to know you a little bit more and learning about your journey. Guys, don't forget to come back each week and watch us live or on the podcast right here on Facebook. You can also ask Siri or Alexa to play our latest episode. Head to our website, catch our latest issue of the magazine or blog posts. EH is also on our blog posts. You can go check out some more about her on one of our blog posts. Um, we want to continue making authors' dreams come true and provide them a platform to shine. We'll see you guys next time. If you appreciate conversations like we do and want to become a better speaker, visit our friends Brendan and Bomzi at Master Talk, where they teach you how to use the power of your voice. Don't forget to stay awake with a nice cup of coffee from Third Day Coffee Seguin, the best cup of coffee this side of heaven. Until next time, friends, I'm CJ. And there is E.H. Lion. Go read her Thank books. <laughs> and we will see you guys next time. The Author's Court is a certified veteran-hosted podcast. Show your support. Tune in, share, and subscribe.